Hello and welcome to episode 3 of News of the Nerd, the podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, video games, comic books and anything else remotely nerdy. I am Ben and I'm here with my brother slash co-host Jason. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good, how are we? I'm not bad, we've got a big news episode today. We have, there's so much news. I was on holiday for a week and it just seems that while I was on holiday everything's just been coming out. Um, and then had a lot to catch up on, which I still haven't after coming out away. Yeah, you got a lot of you got a lot of TV to catch up on. Uh, you said you're up to date with She-Hulk. I'm up to date with She-Hulk, but I think that's the only thing I am up to date with now. <laughs> we'll not we'll not go into that too much now because uh, I want to do. We're going to be talking I want, about. I want that. to do a full episode on She-Hulk after the finale next week. But yeah, I this last episode was great. Can we just agree it's the best one so far? Yeah, I think I'm with you on that. Definitely the best one so far. And I can I just do my prediction? I want our prediction for the final episode. I want that in concrete because... So... Okay. Uh, okay. I reckon... Let's just say, uh, because maybe not everybody else has seen it yet, you can predict the next episode as long as you don't spoil the last one. That's fine. As long as you've seen the first episode... Um, so her assistant, what's her name? Her friend and assistant. Yeah. I know you. The fashion. I know you mean. I don't know woman. anybody else's names. Like the supporting cast have not been, <laughs> have not been very prominent. Nikki, um, it's Nikki. I'm going to, it's Nikki. That's her name. So I think Nikki is the bad guy. Really? I think she's she's the bad guy. Oh, I hope not. There is a few things that point me towards it. And also, don't know if you see this, and if you haven't seen it, it's not a spoiler, but I want you to look out for it. Does everyone everyone remember how in WandaVision, spoilers if you've not seen WandaVision, if you haven't, we don't like you anyway, um, Agatha always looked at the camera. Right. Nikki does. Nikki looks at the camera. She does. Okay. And... Obviously, She-Hulk's the only one that should break the fourth wall. I mean, Hulk also looks at the camera in episode one. He did, but after Jen broke fourth wall. But no, nobody else ever notices her breaking the fourth wall, but he did. Oh, that, that's yeah. weird. But maybe that's just a Hulk thing. But no, when Nikki was with the other lawyer looking at a certain site, she looked at the camera Okay. and then went against what that lawyer told her not to do. I reckon she's the villain. Okay, well, we'll see. Um, I was kind of hoping the leader might pop up. Mm. It's not a bad prediction. Uh, House of the Dragon, you're not up to date with, you said. This last episode of House of the Dragon was brilliant. There's some great acting from uh, from a lot of the child actors in that. Okay, I've seen the first episode where the time passed again. Yeah. I think I've seen up to the end of that. I prefer young Rhaenyra. It's just because it's what you're used to. No, but I think I'd... You're saying this episode's really great, so I might change my opinion, but at the minute I feel like the younger Rhaenyra's such a really good actor. However, I do prefer the older Alicent. And also, can we just say how great of a casting choice that were and how much she actually looks like her? Yeah, yeah, it is. They've both been cast really well, I think. But Alison's character, it took me a few minutes to figure out that it wasn't her, because I was like, I thought they were meant to have grown up, and then I realised, no, it is a different person. Yeah. 
Um, so I, thought, I think that was a great uh, casting choice. But no, I haven't seen the latest episode. That is my plan today. Okay, shall we jump into the news then? Yeah, let's yeah. jump into the news. Okay, let's start with the biggest news of the week. Six seasons and a movie, baby! <laughs> no, it is not the biggest news. That is the biggest news of the week. i tell you what, so last episode is when we were talking about community and I was explaining the whole concept of six seasons and a movie. Yep. I uploaded that episode and about half an hour later, Joel McHale tweeted that the community movie was happening. Maybe they listen to the podcast. Yeah, it's the only explanation. The only explanation is they listen to our podcast and they were like, the people obviously want it. Yeah, but you know now you you need to you know it's gonna it's, it'll be a couple of years away probably. I don't know if I've uh, I don't know if they've announced a release date yet, but you know you've got up until then to catch up with Community. What's it on? Um, the whole thing is available on Netflix. Um, I watched it on Amazon. The first few series are available on Amazon Freebie, which is okay. what used to be called IMDb TV. Yeah. Um, the reason I watched it on there and not Netflix is because they've got the original broadcast versions. Netflix has the syndicated versions, which are slightly shorter. Not much, but there's one or two jokes missing per episode oh, Okay. from the Netflix version. So I watched Are the, the jokes worth it? In episode one, there's a few lines in there that I think is worth watching the longer versions for. The others, there's not quite as much cut. But, yeah, that's... The first time I watched it, I watched it through on Netflix. Also, Amazon has an episode called Advanced Dungeons & Dragons, which Netflix took down because it features blackface. Kind of. <laughs> so, Are we in support of that now? In this situation... <laughs> So this was about a character who does not... Who, yeah. This is about a character playing Dungeons & Dragons and playing as a drow, a dark elf. Yeah. And he blacks up for it. Uh, but the joke is that he doesn't realise that's inappropriate. The joke isn't... The joke isn't about blackface being funny. The joke <laughs> is that it's not appropriate and he doesn't realise it. So I think it's different to... You know, if the joke was, hey, blackface, or if it was just a white actor playing a black character. Can you imagine if someone starts this podcast, and do you know when like your phone accidentally starts like halfway through something by accident? Can you imagine if the first thing they hear is, hey, blackface? <laughs> they accidentally start episode two halfway through, and it says uh, that, that Martin Freeman should be the next Black Panther. And then they're like, no, wrong episode. Episode three, hey, blackface. <laughs> cancelled yeah i i'm not in support of blackface i don't think this really classes as being blackface anyway there you go watch community can we talk about the actual big news yeah i the mean two, the two piece of pieces of actually big news the, i mean this is community is a big thing this has been a long time coming because um yeah, Rhodey's one of the most underappreciated characters in the MCU. Yep. And now Armor Wars is going to be especially a movie. After that, especially after the plastic surgery. <laughs> yes. That's because he's a Skrull. We've been over exactly. this. Exactly. Yeah, I know. He's a Skrull and Skrull forgot what he looked like. So yeah, Armor Wars is now going to be a movie instead of a TV show, which 
I mean, to me, makes it seem like something big. There's, there's two ways to take this. Either they thought, you know, we can't we can't waste Roadie on on just this TV show. The other way is we didn't have we, we haven't got enough content <laughs> to fill six episodes. What we're gonna do? Oh, we'll make it an hour and a half special. What I don't think has been announced is whether this is going to be a theatrical movie or whether this is still a Disney Plus original. Um, I read, and I'm pretty sure it's a theatrical. I hope so. I hope so. Don Cheadle deserves it. Potential feature film. I mean, yeah, feature film I don't think means theatrical, necessarily. But yeah, I hope it is. Like I said, Don Cheadle deserves it. He's always been... Kind of, you know, the joke Iron Man. It is going to be on the big screen, though. What? What? Where have you read that? I just read it. <laughs> Great, there we go. Just read it. So, in Marvel, other news... Marvel.com. Marvel.com. If Marvel.com is not legit, I'm not having it. Is that where you've actually said, read it? Yeah, it says... Um, is, uh, Don Cheadle is still suiting up, but he's now going to do it on the big screen. Blah, 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 oh. blah. Uh, with Cheadle replies in his longtime role as James Rhodey Rhodes, aka War Machine, is now making the jump to a theatrical release. Fantastic. There we go. That's the answer then. I wonder if this is, you know, a one time thing or if they are moving away from TV shows a bit and and using their biggest characters on TV shows as well because. They have y- been doing that. Yeah, I mean, and especially in the pandemic, it kind of made a lot more sense that, uh, you know, that they they were racking in all the viewing figures with WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki. These are the big names in the MCU. But maybe they don't need, you know, they were the bait for people to sign up. Maybe they don't need that now. Because would people have signed up for Miss Marvel and Echo and Agatha? Probably not. But now that now that they are signed up... They'll stay for those. Can we not like insult Miss Marvel like that? No, I loved Miss Marvel. I thought it Ms. was Marvel's brilliant. Probably one of my favourites. But would people, not us, would Joe Public have signed up to Disney Plus to watch Miss Marvel? Probably you know not. Joe too. <laughs> but they would sign up to Disney Plus to watch Tom Hiddleston in Loki. What if all these uh, Disney Plus shows they've got coming like suddenly just get announced? Oh, it's now a movie. What else is coming on Disney Plus? Echo makes sense of TV show. Uh, Loki series Ag- two is going to be a TV show. Agatha's that's a TV show written all over it. Daredevil born again definitely a TV show. Yeah, I, I can't think of anything else coming up that would make more sense as a movie apart from Secret Invasion, but it's too late for that now. I mean, they've got plenty of... They must have plenty of stuff for Daredevil to be a movie, having it 18 bloody episodes. I know, that's crazy. But after this last episode of She-Hulk, I have more faith that they can oh, actually pull God, it yes. off. God, yes. I think it uh, made me a little bit fuzzy inside. Um, and then, obviously, the other biggest news, which is probably what everyone has been wanting to hear and is very happy about is um, Hugh Jackman to return as Wolverine in Deadpool 3. Yeah, I was I was surprised, I'll be honest. I did not expect him to come back. 
I haven't watched the video that Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman released talking about how they plan to make it make sense of him coming back to life. I did. It was one of those, you know, they start talking and then music cuts in over the top and you can't hear what they're saying. But you can, oh. you can just see them being very animated and pretending, you know, Hugh Jackman's pretending to stick claws in Ryan Reynolds' head and things like that. I like them both. Ryan Reynolds is so funny. Um, God of a man. Um, Hugh Jackman, probably one of the greatest superheroes ever. I think Wolverine is a lot of people's favourites and probably one of the ones that got people into it as well with X-Men. Um, and it's... It, I don't think you could put anyone else as Wolverine and it have that same feel. I mean, uh, they will eventually. They will eventually. But... I, I've assumed for a while now that Deadpool 3 is going to be a multiverse hopping movie and then end with him in the MCU. And that could still be the case. So Hugh Jackman might not be the only Wolverine we see in this film. No, it's true. It's very possible, um, and we want Deadpool in the MCU because Deadpool is a great character, um, and obviously just the funniness of Deadpool. Yeah, and but Deadpool and Wolverine should be able to have some good, you know, straight straight guy, funny guy banter with with Wolverine being the stoic. Uh, but they kind of did that in Deadpool 2 already with Cable. Uh, they've done it in both with Colossus. So hopefully it's not just, uh, you know, retreading the same ground. Hugh Jackman and, and Ryan Reynolds have a lot of chemistry and banter off screen as well. Um, and there's always been that because they've worked together before. Um, what have they worked together in other than X-Men Origins Wolverine? I mean that was it, but they've they're very good friends, and there's always yeah. banter like on Twitter and that, and I think they're going to bring that into the film. I wonder if this was always planned. So Dead- they, they purposefully made Deadpool shit just to do this. What do you mean it made Deadpool shit? I mean Deadpool was shit in uh, Origins. Oh no no no! I'm I mean, <laughs> I mean in Deadpool two, he. You know, in the time travelling sequence at the end, yeah. he travels back to Origins and says, I'm coming to get you for Deadpool 3. Or we're going to team up again, or some, yeah, yeah, something yeah. to that effect, doesn't he? Um, I wonder, because at the time I thought, you know, that's just a joke, but I wonder if they already had this in the pipeline. I mean, it's probably the biggest news that we've had in a while um and it's kind of made a big bit of a buzz like it's trending it's been trending everywhere um and we know marvel love to make things trending and it get it gets them the publicity of it when i first read this headline well when i first read it i assumed it was clickbait like you know i i woke up i was looking at my phone scrolling through my google news feed and it came up like hugh jackman to replies his role as wolverine in deadpool 3 and it was like, oh, what's, where's this shit from? And it was like Variety or somewhere. Like, oh, oh, now I'm paying attention. Um, but yeah, after I realised it was real, I assumed this was going to be a cameo. But the way they're reporting it, it doesn't feel like it is. It feels like this is a proper team up movie. Yeah, yeah. The way the way they they are approaching it, it does, and I'm hoping so. 
And um, they released the, the, the logo with the Wolverine yeah. claw marks through it. So I'm hoping it's going to be... I feel like it could be that the end of the film is at the beginning. And he's like, I've got no way of beating this guy. And he has to go find Wolverine to help. Something like that. And then it's just the standard journey. Maybe. With all the banter, and I think that'd be really cool. I also I also want to know, or I wonder, is the end credits of Deadpool two where he's time travelling all over, um is that is that canon? Because does he not go back in time and save Vanessa? The entire of Deadpool two was, was started by, you know, the fridging of Vanessa basically. And then he in the end credits, goes back in time and solves all that, and goes back in time and kills baby Hitler. And do do you think that's canon? Is Vanessa alive again? Is Hitler dead? Yeah, I mean, maybe this whole film is going to be the fallout of Deadpool's meddling through time. Possibly, um, and that's how it becomes into MCU. Doctor Strange appears, like right, listen here, dickhead. I fucking about. I don't think. I don't think there's going to be any big MCU players popping up in this. It might be ve- it might be a very short thing at the end or a cu- um a credit scene where he ends up Maybe. in the MCU and we just see someone we know stood there or it could be a chance for him and this would be, be Wong. Really cool. It'd be fucking Wong. Wong's everywhere. Probably, Wong is everywhere, but I think this would be real cool and it it, it might not happen, but obviously they've not released uh, a cast of Fantastic 4 yet. Um, Deadpool comes through a time travel portal or whatever and lands at the feet of and it releases us to uh, Mr. Fantastic or something like that can we move next bit of news next bit and... of news okay because um, you know while we're on Marvel let's stay with Marvel um, Blade Blade has lost its director so Bassam Tariq was signed on to direct Blade. It's meant to be entering production next month to come out in November next year. Yep. And they've just lost the director. That can't be a good sign. It's not a good like, sign. They've not got long to hire a new director, getting fully, you know, briefed up and, and working on it. And if they don't start filming in November, they're going to have to postpone the film so the official uh, line from Marvel was due to continue shifts in our production schedule Basam is no longer moving forward as director of Blade but will remain as an executive producer on the film that could just be because he's already done a lot of work on it and so he has to have some sort of credit so we've given him executive producer we appreciate Basam's talent and all the work he's done getting Blade to where it is so I hope like I hope they find someone soon, and I hope they find someone that can pull this off. Because I think Blade in the MCU could be a very fine line to tread. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited for it. Blade is a great character. It is. but So, 90s Blade, if you look back now, as much as I love that film, it's mostly probably uh, because, of, because of nostalgia. Um, it's kind of... It, it's, it's aged. It's very 90s. And if you did that now, it wouldn't fly. But at the same time, people are kind of expecting that because that's what people know as Blade. Yeah. 
So it it could go wrong because of people's expectations. Um, I think any any, and I've been getting this a lot, thinking about this a lot with things like how the other episode we were talking about, you know, the Disney live action remakes and things like that. I feel like going into these sort of films that are being remade and reimagined to go in with no expectations. It's difficult to do, though. It is difficult to do. Um, and I did it the other day because I finally watched Pinocchio. I've not and watched it yet. I, I went in with no expectations and it is a good film. I enjoyed it, but if you go in with the expectation that it's going to be exactly like the original Disney one, you are going to be disappointed. But they kept with the thing of Figaro the cat is still the best character in there. <laughs> okay. I will watch it at some point. Okay, so next thing is Black Panther trailer. Have you watched it? I have, yeah. I, I'm so excited for this. So I was excited after... You were wrong. What do you mean I was wrong? Because you said we're not going to see Black Panther at all until the film. We have I, seen Black Panther I, and we know it's a girl. I said we weren't going to know who was Black Panther. And, uh, you know, it still hasn't been confirmed. Although, you know, it, it's, it's, it's sure, isn't it? But, no, wait, listen, it might not be because... So, in the first scene when they're walking, someone is holding the Black Panther helmet, okay? Yeah. Hood down. Yeah. The neck dress is not the same as Shuri is wearing when she's in white, which is the funeral look. So I don't think it's Shuri. We don't see Nakia at all. But next to the Queen, there is someone walking, hood down, not wearing the same outfit as Shuri is at the funeral and holding the Black Panther helmet. helmet. Hmm. Maybe. Which to me, to me might be a sign of respect as I'm taking on the mantle. But the fact she's not wearing the same outfit as Shuri makes me think it's not Shuri. Yeah. But also, is Riri Williams in that? Yeah, like, did you not see the Ironheart armour? I didn't see the armour. I saw the building. Yeah, she was building, and then it shows you, um, it's like, from the perspective of being on the ground looking up, you kind of see the feet, the uh, the thrusters in the feet, and, yeah. and a suit shooting off into the air. I think that looks like you don't get a... A big view of it, it doesn't linger on it for long. But from what we see, I think it looks great because it looks more like classic Iron Man armour because I was never a fan of the nano suit. Yeah. I I want a big clunky armour that... Like, the the best armour, I think most people will agree, the best suit-up sequence, definitely, is on the, uh, on the racetrack. Briefcase. Yeah, it's for briefcase armor on the it's racetrack. The briefcase armor because you because sequence. you you see it all, you see it all unfold and clip together, and and that's that's the kind of stuff I love with that. Also, the second second best suit up sequence. You can never beat that first suit up sequence when he's got it all painted. No, I think I think that's a better suit up sequence in, in Iron Man Two. You know, Iron Man Two is not a better film, but that sequence is stand out for me. Um, the other that stands out isn't a suit up; it's a suit down. Walking. It's it's to talk to Loki. It's yeah, it's Avengers as he with the with the ring going around him, just taking pieces off, and he's just like casually walking to get a whiskey. 
Yeah, that's yeah. It's when he's walking into the building. It's yeah. it's right at the beginning of the film. It's when Pepper's in there, and uh, just before Agent. Okay, it's the, it's the same suit off sequence, but just at a different part. Because he does it again when he's walking towards Loki. Um, I like What's his name, Coulson. Oh, Agent Coulson. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of suit up sequences, I really like the bracelets. Uh, when he jumps off the building. Same film, yeah. Yeah, I really like that. Um, that suit-up sequence. Yeah. Um, but no, really excited for that film. We've not got long to wait. Yeah, so back to the trailer. They look like they are leaning into the Mexican iconography with uh, with Atlantis and with Namor. I like... First proper and... look at Namor, and I really like it. Yeah, I mean, he, he looks really cool for about 90% of the time he's in that trailer. Yeah. The the flying with the wings on his feet looks kind of goofy. Yeah, but Namor does have feet for wings. I kn- well, yeah, he, he has he has feet for wings. Is a, t- a take on... Is the Mexican Hermes? Hermes, oh, the Roman... Greek. Greek. Roman... What's the, Greek. What's the Roman version, then? No, Neptune's for Neptune's Poseidon. No, yep. Jupiter, maybe. No. Oh no. Mercury. Mercury. It's Mercury. Because they're all they're all planets, aren't they? Roman gods. Um... Well, not all of them, but yeah. So, so the the Greek. The Greek gods were, I think, co-opted by the Romans and just given different names. Yes. Basically. They are, they, they are the same gods, essentially. Like, um, so it always annoys me, though, in in TV and film, Hercules is always called Hercules and his dad is always called Zeus. And that is wrong. Because if he, if his dad is Zeus, then he should be called Heracles. If he's going to be called Hercules, his dad should be... Is that Jupiter? You've got it the other yeah. way around. No, no, Jupiter is... Hercules is Greek, Heracles is Roman. No, Hercules Hercules is Roman, Heracles is Greek. Jupiter should be the dad of Hercules, and Zeus should be the dad of Heracles. But they're never doing anything. It's always Hercules and Zeus. Fuck you. <laughs> it's Hercules and Disney and that's Zeus, so... I'm yeah, exactly, that that's what I mean. And It's in, in everything, in every film and TV show, it's Hercules and Zeus, and it's wrong. Anyway, uh, so what else in this trailer? Um, they also mention the, the feathered serpent god, Kukulkan. And uh, so I went to Mexico recently. We went to Chichen Itza, and our tour guide was telling us all about Kukulkan. So uh, I was excited to to hear that name drop. Kukulkan in the MCU confirmed (laughs) by your Mexican tour guide. (laughs) So that line about Kukulkan, he's basically saying that he is a god to them. He's not just a leader; he is their god. Yeah. Say Namor's Kukukan. Yeah. 
There's another shot of uh, Ironheart. There's there's a shot of with a car, a bike, and her flying above. Oh, okay. There's a shot of her face with the heads up display, like in front of her when she's in the armor, like you used to get with Tony. It's only a quick shot, but it's there. Visually, this film does look stunning. I hope we can do it justice. I hope we can do Chadwick justice. Um, I don't think I don't think Ryan Coogler would have stayed on if he didn't think he could. No, that is the thing. Like this is gonna be such an homage to Chadwick. Yeah, yeah, and that and that the whole thing can't be like that. I mean, these these trailers have been like pretty emotional feeling. Yeah. But the whole film. This is a nearly is it like nearly three hours long? This film. Is it two yes. and a half, two and three quarter hours? Yeah. Um. So they're probably, you know, the funeral and everything is going to be, if not the first scene, if not the first scene, that's going to be yeah. very early on. I think it'll be a big chunk about it, though. I think after the first half, it's going to be more about this war between Atlantis and Wakanda. Yeah. The trailer is giving the impression that Namor is the villain of this film. Do you think he's going to be the the ultimate villain, or do you think by the end no, they they're joining because, forces? I don't think he is because there's there's the suits with guns. Yeah, the, there's on, like there's like the SWAT team that keep popping up and they're fighting him on on the oil on the ship. Yeah, oh, yeah, there's what, a ship. Neymar, there's, it's like the all rig ship. The Namor's fighting them. Yeah. But then there's also Insuri's like workshop outside there. Um, leader at uh, Dora Milaje. What's she called? Oh, With I can't Castilla. remember. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, so she's fighting them there. So I reckon that's going to be a, a thing. Um, I, I'm excited to see how Riri Williams fits into it. Well, I I assume that she's part of the Wakandan outreach program they set up at the end of Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. I assume she's she's a protégé that they found through that. She, she's, she's an MIT student in the comics. Yeah. So I, I think they found her through that and they bring her back to Wakanda because she's their, you know, star pupil or whatever. So if if they're teaming up at the end, who is the actual villain Is is the big question. Who's going to be the surprise villain that we don't know is in this film? And could it be Doctor Doom? I feel like thematically, from what I've seen, it would make sense. You've got the leaders of two nations at war. Doctor Doom is the leader of a third nation. And he's he's always associated with having like his own kind of private army. Black Panther and Doctor Doom are very heavily linked to a Fantastic Four, so we've got that connective tissue there yeah. as well. Sorry, Doctor. What? Connective tissue. Okay, <laughs> moving um, on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think it's possible. Um, I mean, who else? Who else could it could it be? Have you got any other predictions of who could? Or is it just going to be, you know, some? Is it just going to be some random faceless organization that doesn't feel like? Or is it? Is it going to be? Is it going to be? Hear me out. A scroll. Doctor Doom could be a scroll. 
Doctor Doom could be a scroll. Yeah. Um, no, I I genuinely can't think of who else it could be. Doctor Doom's, Doom's a good shout. Um, how how often are we correct with his predictions though? Well, I just think it would. Make I, sense. I was thinking who would make sense to pop up because you know going forward, surely Namor isn't going to remain a villain in the MCU. You know, he might be an anti-hero, but he's not going to be a straight-up villain. I also think it might be a bit more nuanced, and it, much like Black Panther 1, both sides have some good points to make. Yeah, definitely. But we'll see, um, so that comes out November the 11th, and I can't wait. Can we can we talk about Mbaku? Yeah, talk about Mbaku. I, I, I love Mbaku. He's probably one of my favourite characters in Black Panther, is Mbaku. And just when he's saying that, I'm just like, yes! Like, the the grit in his voice. Like, it's just a great character. The reason I wanted to see Umbaku become uh, Black Panther is just because I thought it would be a great arc. Because he starts the first film it, pretty much as an antagonist. Yeah, kind of like a dick. And he, he grows to be a more... He grows to be a friendlier character through that film. Yeah. Through... In Endgame, in Endgame, when his army marches and stands and... next to, into in, well, uh, in, T'Challa, in, Infinity War, yeah, yeah, um, and so I just thought it'd be great for him to then take up the mantle, um, but you know, we'll see. I think still think there's a good chance that we aren't getting just one Black Panther in this film. I think at the end there will be a Black Panther, but we might go through a few Black Panthers before we get there. Yeah, definitely. So we'll Moving see. on from Marvel, a bit more news. Now, I don't know who's excited about this. Um, I have got one that you will be very excited for after, but I just want to talk about this because I feel like it is kind of big for people who grew up on like the Game GameCube, NDS, Game Boy Color, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, the trailer came out. It did. You know what? I did not. I, I wasn't interested in this in the slightest. But the trailer's kind of funny, and it is. I'm still. I'm not sold on Chris Pratt. Like it's, it's a, a very non voice that he's doing. It's nothing, is it? It's just Chris Pratt's voice. Yeah, I did see someone tra- change the trailer to have the original actor's voice on from the games. So as he's jumping across mushrooms, he's like, he's just there, like Yahoo, like <laughs> in the proper voice, and it is funny. I love that the scene, the scene that I can't stop thinking about because I find it so funny is where the opening scene with the penguins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with the Coopers all lined up and the penguins throwing like. They sound so ferocious, and like when they're launching them, it looks like it's a massive barrage, and it just cuts to a like Bowser just like getting hit in the face of snowballs, and they're like, <laughs> "Do you like, yield?" Get... And he's like, "No." I would be much more interested in this film based off this trailer alone if this was the Bowser movie. Jack Black as Bowser sounds great as well. It does. It works. It works in a way that Chris Pratt as Mario just doesn't. It might like we we never know. There's there's been times where the trailers don't show the film properly. Um, it is only a teaser trailer. 
But, exactly. But it you know, that's it. That's his voice. It might be pre-processed. It might be pre-processed. They might. You might go to the film and be like, "Wait, why does it actually sound like Mario?" No, I, but they're not going to make it sound like Mario. Like that. It's that's it. Mario. That's it. That's his voice. That's that's with, that's with performance, and you're going to have to get used to it. Although I do wonder if, you know, it, it if it was a full-on Mario accent, if he was doing a full-on impression of Mario from the games. Would that get annoying over an hour and a half? I thought you were going to say is that just as bad as doing blackface? Well, I mean, it's it's pr- problematic, isn't it? You know, get, <laughs> it is problematic. You get an Italian actor to do it. Yeah, um, but no, I thought we should just mention it because it's a nostalgic thing. No, yeah, that was uh, that was next on, on Mario. That was next on my list to talk about. Um, the other thing that I wanted to mention, and I feel like we grew up watching this. You got me into this, and I feel like we both enjoyed it. And it's very, very dry humor. Is the Frasier revival? Yes, I love Frasier. I still watch it. Uh, so, so you know, I work some days from home, some days in the office. When I'm working from home. Uh, there's usually two or three episodes of Frasier on Channel 4 in the morning that I will have playing next to my laptop. If anyone from his work is listening, no, he doesn't actually do that. He's just doing that for the podcast. I'm working as well. I can I can work and I can have half my brain uh, on work and half my brain in Cafe Nervosa. But yeah, well, no, I, I, I think I, it is only Frasier that's signed up for this so far. David, David Hyde Pierce, I don't think is currently involved which would be a massive shame because yeah a lot of what makes Frasier great is uh, their interactions the, yeah the interactions between the two brothers also um Roz I think needs to be in it Daphne I could I could take a leave but yeah but Roz Frasier and Niles are the three that I think really need to be there Martin would be great too, but is he dead? <laughs> <laughs> I think he is. Uh, it was John Mahoney, wasn't he? Um, let's have a look. Yeah, he died in 2018, so he's not going to be in it. Unless we, you know, unless we deep fake. Did he sell the rights to his face before he died? That's the question. Are we doing a James Earl Jones? <laughs> <laughs> Selling the rights to your voice. Well, um, there was. Did you see? So this is a bit of a tangent, but did you see last week there was there was the report that Bruce Willis has become the first actor to sell the rights to his likeness, and then the next day there was um, a statement from Bruce Willis's representative saying, "No, he hasn't." <laughs> this. Do you know why this all came out? It's something to do with an advertising company. That has used his That's face. That's not how it in started. Go so, on, so yeah, the advertising companies used his face in the past, but Call of Duty. So, if you play like Warzone or anything like that, at the minute they have Bruce Willis as John McCain as a playable skin. They have T100 and T800. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator yeah. skins, and they also have Snoop Dogg skins. And the likeness is uncanny. Like, is, it's been... Is Warzone turning into Fortnite? No, it's not. But they have started... They added, like, cool skins with these actors. Um, but we're getting Warzone too soon, and that's shutting down. So we'll see how that one goes, and we'll 
I will talk, be talking about Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone in a, in a couple of months when I can review that. We can make that a bonus episode. Yeah. And then the only other thing I had in terms of news was the Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has announced its cast. I mean, well, announced that it's happening, I think. No, so they have announced part of the cast. Yeah, yeah, uh, I know, but not, yeah. not just that, like, this is the first we've heard that it's happening. Yeah. I have thoughts mainly on the title. Okay. I think it's too long. <laughs> like... The Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, uh, I, I feel like uh, sooner or later, surely we can just call it Planet of the Apes. Like, I know there's been a Planet of the Apes, but since when has that stopped reboots? I mean... You can't say it's too long when the last ones were Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and War for the Planet of the Apes. It's always been one word of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and Rise of the Planet of the Apes. They weren't thinking ahead, obviously, but they were named the wrong way around. Yes. Dawn makes more sense for, you know, the beginning of the Planet of the Apes, and then, yeah, and then Rise... Caesar's growing up. Rises as the Planet of the Apes starts to come to power. But I think, you know, it was probably only planned as a one-off film. Rise of the Planet of the Apes, yep. Not but it was out. such a good film. Um, so obviously Caesar won't be back, but I wonder if Andy Serkis will be back in other roles. Well, we've got... Um, so Freya Allen's been announced as the lead human in the film. Anyone that doesn't know Freya Allen, she plays Siri are in Witcher, um, and I really like her character in The Witcher, um, so I think that'll be cool, her coming into that. And we've got Owen Teague uh, playing the lead ape. He's quite a younger actor. He's been in a few things as a, a child actor, um, and I think this is kind of the biggest, one of the biggest things that he's going to have been in. Um, there's also been announced that Kevin Durand um, is joining the cast, um, so I think it's going to be a good thing. Wes Ball will be directing it. Uh, Wes Ball's who directed Maze Runner. Okay. Which is, it seems kind of like a weird choice. It, like, with the feel that Maze, the Maze Runner films give, it seems like a weird choice for a Planet of the Apes yeah. film. Did he just direct the first one? No, so he directed um, all three. Oh, okay. But I, th I think just the feel of the Maze Runner films is not how you'd want Planet of the Apes to feel. But obviously, as we know, uh, directors can be quite flexible in, I mean, it's got in that, their that styles. Post-apocalyptic vibe, I guess. Yeah. But I think because Maze Runner, um, it's a very revealing film, if you know what I mean. Like, There's a lot of things that come to light throughout the films. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I feel like Planet of the Apes isn't that too much, but we'll just I see. Mean, well, yeah, that's more of a script than a direction. No, but uh, it's a much more, like, suspenseful and film, if you know what I mean. Like, I don't know what the word to describe it is. If I, I, I wouldn't say there's too much suspense in there. There's mystery in there. It's like, that's, you know... That's what I'm thinking. Why, that's why, have, they been, why have they been stuck in this maze and, uh, you know, you're hoping for an answer that makes sense? You don't really get one. The direction makes you ask, ask lots of questions. 
That is kind of where I was getting at. But I feel like Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, it, it, every movie makes you ask questions, but I feel not as much as Maze Runner would. Um, but it is coming from a script by Josh Friedman, who did the script for War of the Worlds. The Tom Cruise War of the Worlds? Yes. No. Oh. <laughs> well, that doesn't fill me with confidence. Anyway, <laughs> I have one last bit of news. I have some DC news. So, despite their recent legal troubles, Ezra Miller has returned to do pickups on The Flash. Oh, for fuck's sake, man. Like, no, I refuse to watch them in anything. I know, it. it is... It's troubling that... Warner Brothers are pushing ahead with this film especially after they've cancelled so much else especially Batgirl a lot of people were really looking forward to it's just it it feels really disheartening that they continue to work with Ezra after all the allegations against them and uh, yeah but apparently uh, the Flash is now picture locked they've finished all the pickups they need um, I wouldn't be surprised if this film ends with, you know, whatever... So this was going to be based on Flashpoint. I think whatever changes are made to the timeline is probably going to end with Barry Allen having a different face by the end of the film. I really hope so, That because... would make sense to me. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I kind of... There's so much negativity around this film that... I have no excitement for watching for watching it anymore. Even though it's got one of my favourite Batman reprising his role as Batman, and that's only because you know, um, if it wasn't for Adam West, who would be my favourite Batman, and I just can't get excited for it anymore. Um, if you can get past the shitty suit and the way the Flash was in the Justice League, there's no way you can get past the way they have acted and everything that's come to lie surrounding Ezra and the things they've done. And not even that, the fact that after the defamation trial with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, Johnny Depp is just never going to be in Pirates of the Caribbean again. Good. Amber Heard has had her time cut down in Aquaman to about 10 minutes. Okay. Which it's because it is not a, just a one-sided thing. They've both had to ha- put up with the responsibility of their actions and their career being damaged due to that. Ezra has not really had any repercussions. He was meant to not be the Flash anymore, and now they've put him back as the Flash. Yeah. It's kind of making out that he's just there like, oh, I can do all this stuff. I can kidnap people, I can be drunk and disorderly, I can be abusive to people, and it go all over the internet, and I still get to do my job. I think if the majority of this film hadn't already been filmed... Well, I was going to say when these allegations first came out, but there's been... there's been 
historic. There's been allegations against uh, just of him being a shitty person for years, but obviously they have ramped up uh, this year, especially. But yeah, it does just feel like Warner Brothers has put too much money into it to turn around now and not release it. But I would be surprised if this doesn't have an impact on the box office. Like, surely this is going to have an impact on on the bottom line. A lot of people aren't going to go and watch this film just because they are in it. Yeah, and... uh, It's a matter of principle, isn't it? But people who pay attention, maybe. But if if you spoke to the, you know... If you speak to Joe Bloggs again on the street, talking about Joe Bloggs a lot this time. Just invite him round oh, to Oh, no, it was Joe Public last time. Joe, Pu- Joe Public. Yeah, this is his cousin. I know Joe Public, I don't know Joe Bloggs. This is his cousin, Joe Bloggs. Um, and you say, what What do you think about the allegations against Ezra Miller? They're probably going to say, who's the fuck's Ezra Miller? So I, I will be interested to see how much of an effect this has on the box office. To be honest, I don't want to give it the, the the money i don't want to give it the like i i kind of i want to take a stand as as much as these are the films i like and these are the kind of films that i like to go and watch at the cinema i i'm going to i'm going to propose here on the podcast that when this is released we don't cover it we don't do an episode on it no I I agree. Which feels a shame because, you know, we're finally getting a Flash movie. This should be something that we're excited for, and it's a shame that we're not. It's the wrong Barry Allen. It should be Grant Gustin. He's a perfect Flash. Well, like he, I said, maybe, a, maybe, by, Flash. maybe by the end of this film, Grant Gustin will have taken his place. How great would it be if that's the only reason they've got him back to do patch-ups? Just to add a few extra bits in there so that Grant Gustin can take over. Yeah. And also get rid of that suit, because that suit is horrible. I, 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 have, no, I have no real issues clunky. with the suit. It's clunky. But... It's clunky. Yeah. I don't like it. It's, I, um, have you got any other news? I think that's all the news I've got. Last episode, you did uh, slyly introduce a science section, so should we just mention that NASA yeeted something at an asteroid and knocked it off course? Yeah, there was that. Um, this week in science. So the, 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 the first I heard about this was saying, like, NASA has successfully crashed something into an asteroid. And it did feel a bit like they accidentally crashed something into an asteroid. And well, yep, meant to do that. They just accidentally did it. And there's like, wait, we can do this? <laughs> Um, but no, it's good, and it's like it's like we were saying last week in last week's science section, but I slightly added in um, about the fact that it's little steps, but they have great prospects. Yeah, it, it, if there is that time of a mass extinction event, we have the opportunity where we know we've done this in the past. We can try and do this. It is a bit disappointing that we don't have to train up a ragtag group of deep ocean miners deep ocean oil drillers to uh, go and, and drill into the asteroid and blow it up. Nice future armor reference. Future armor reference? Are you not on about the big ball uh, no, trash? I'm, I'm talking about Armageddon, the film with Bruce uh, Willis. Okay, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, there is that, but I think Jesus more like the big, the big ball of trash. The big, the big ball of trash and putting the detonator down and the detonator, the clock's being turned upside down. It's not 25 minutes, it's 25 seconds. You're too Gen Z for me to do this podcast with. <laughs> you need someone Gen Z. I'm not even Gen Z, I'm a millennial. Just. Yeah, you're, you're at the bottom end of the millennial. The, the shit the end. Year. <laughs> um, the other news is, and I don't know if you saw it, and I don't know if you went outside... Um, but Jupiter was seen in the night sky. Yeah, that's not news. That happens all the time. No, it was like no, it was actually a big a big event because it was basically the Jupiter and the Sun were either side of Earth, and it's the first time in like two hundred and fifty years that it's happened. But it also happened at the time that it's closest to the Earth. So it was the second brightest thing in the sky apart from the moon. Um, and anyone with a phone, you could zoom in and you could get it. And I got some great pictures of it, which was really cool. Okay. So that's for news. Uh, I did have an idea for a topic for today for us to discuss, which is basically off the back of the Wolverine Deadpool news. Uh, I just wanted to discuss actors returning to roles. Actors returning to roles that they'd previously given up. And has anything else made you as excited as you are for Wolverine in Deadpool? Could anything else make you as excited as you are for Wolverine in Deadpool? Um, So we'll talk about things that have already come to pass first. Um, I think the obvious one for me... Is Spider-Man No Way Home? Yeah. Tobey Maguire coming back to that. Andrew Garfield was great, but I don't have the emotional attachment to the amazing Spider-Man films as I do to the original Tobey Maguire, Sam Raimi Spider-Man films. Seeing him come back for me was the greatest thing that could happen in that film. Yeah, and I think it was just... that It could have been done so bad... It could have, and it did start to... I, I did worry in the lead-up, although it wasn't confirmed until we got into the cinema, and I did kind of love that as well. Imagine if we didn't know that Wolverine was going to be in Deadpool 3, um, and then he was just there. But, like I said, I think he's going to be a big part of it, so they probably couldn't keep it a secret. But it, it wasn't confirmed, it was heavily rumoured, but we did not, as much as you expected it to be happening you didn't know for sure until that portal opened and Andrew came through first as well which I didn't expect you would expect Toby to come through first and then Andrew when Andrew came through first I thought oh no they couldn't get Toby to do it it's just these two he's too much of a diva and and it it was fun Spider-Man No Way Home is the best Andrew Garfield Spider-Man like I've always said Andrew Garfield is not the issue with those films there are many issues with those two amazing Spider-Man films especially the second Andrew Garfield is not one of them no not all I absolutely fucking love Andrew Garfield Spider-Man I'd say he seems a bit too angry to uh, most of the time as Spider-Man he's too angry and most of the time as Peter Parker he's just too cool well, I think these times and these bits where he's like, he's the really like nerdy, like flustered Peter, 
and it's like yeah like do you know what i mean yeah there's those scenes and you're like that that was peter yeah but the way they managed to to cap off both of those spider-man stories as well so you you get Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man saying how, you know, him and Mary Jane, they don't have a perfect relationship. They have ups and downs, but they make it work. So you find out that that they are together in in, in some way. They are they have a relationship. And you you also get a bit of a cap off to um to Andrew's Andrew's Spider-Man, you know, he he talks about how he went dark after Gwen dies. Yeah. So you get a, you get a bit of the story of you know where he's gone since since Gwen Stacy dies that you see in in Amazing Spider-Man two, which is the best part of that film. Like that, I do not have I do not re- generally have good things to say about that film, but the sequence where she's falling, and and you know, like I knew before I went into that film, Gwen Stacy was going to die. Because that's why you use Gwen Stacy. I was surprised she didn't die in the first one, to be honest. But that's what that's what Gwen Stacy does. She dies. Like that is that is the thing that Gwen Stacy is famous for. And so, when she didn't die in the first one, uh, I was confident that she was going to die in the second. And even though you know it's coming, when she starts falling, it's filmed in such a brilliant way. You're hearts in your mouth and you're yeah yeah it can just it can it's it's gonna get it it's gonna get her and then when she bounces off the floor at the end and he just the web just gets her just a split second too late gwen stacy is 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 sean bean in marvel (laughs) you use gwen stacy to die um but no, that that scene was just like you were on the edge of your seat. Even you knew what was going to happen. You were on the edge of your seat. Like it was just so emotive that scene, and the way it was done was insane. Who else is reprising a role? Um, so I'm, I mean, with... the, the others. You know, we've had we've had a few others recently. We've had Patrick Stewart come back to Professor X, which personally didn't do a lot for me i don't know it it was cool it was cool to see him come back but it wasn't i wanted i wanted a bit more substance to it yeah it was was, coming back to it it was a cameo and i i've reckoned that's got to be the last time we see him as professor x now surely maybe he's a squirrel (laughs) (laughs) maybe everyone that has ever like is no longer in the MCU or anything like that. As ju- was just a scroll when they died, and now we're just gonna have another scene like um, Endgame where they all come back. What if everybody on Earth is a scroll, but they all think that everybody else is actually a human? They don't realise that everybody is hiding. <laughs> where's everyone? Where's all the actual people? There aren't any. <laughs> Everyone's a scroll. Scrolls with superpowers, then, yeah. Yeah, there's such thing as a super scroll. Okay. I think super, one example, the su- super scroll. That's I, I think he has like the powers of all four of the Fantastic Four or something. Anyway, um, I have a few. I can't think of anyone that's reprised, but I have. So no, I have there's, three. there's definitely there's definitely people that have that have come back. So Charlie Cox, 
Charlie Cox has come back oh, as, as yeah. Daredevil again in No Way Home. It's the first time we saw him in the MCU. He's also I love... he's also appeared in She-Hulk, and he's getting his own series as we uh, as we discussed earlier. I love Charlie Cox as Daredevil. I think he plays yeah. the role really, really well, and it's great. And I'm excited. I, f- I think, especially after seeing him in She-Hulk, I am very excited for the series. Yeah, and it has a it has a bit of a different feel. Again, you know this. The Daredevil episode of She-Hulk has only just come out, so I'm not going to go into too much detail. It does have a bit of a different feel, but it works. Yeah, definitely. The one, it's not Marvel, but reprising the role, um, and it's two in the same one. One's very short and one's another, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Um, Obviously, Hayden Christensen and uh, Ewan McGregor reprising their roles. I think that was great. I know some people aren't fans of it, but I think Obi-Wan Kenobi is probably my favourite Star Wars character. Um, So that, for me, was the nostalgia, and I think just I I loved it. Um, And there there were just certain scenes in there that were great. And there was... So there was the one... Obviously, if you've not seen it, spoilers, but if you've not seen it by now, come on. Yeah, if, you, if you've not seen it by now, you're not work, that bothered stop, about spoilers. St- stop, stop working, stop doing your day jobs, and actually watch some nerdy shit. Um, there's a scene where Obi-Wan's in the desert with Leia, and he looks across and he sees Hayden just stood there. He's like, he sees Obi-Wan. Uh, he sees Obi-Wan just sees Anakin stood there, like in his robes, like looking. And it was like... There was no words said, but it was just the the atmosphere that that created. It was it was very special. And then there's the training scene where it flash it does a flashback to them training and Anakin. You see a little bit of that anger and that dark side coming out when they're training, and that was really cool. But also, for about five seconds on the very last episode. Qui-Gon Jinn. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. Qui-Gon Jinn comes back. Is that... Uh, uh, yeah, if if they were going to do a Qui-Gon Jinn series, that would get me excited. Do you know what? I'd love to see it. And I think we are kind of going to get a little bit of that in the... Um, what's the new Star Wars one coming up? It's Tales from... Oh, t- yeah, t- Tales from the Jedi, Tales of the Jedi, yeah, yeah. that's yeah, um, that's soon, that's I think, as well. That's fairly soon, and I'm excited for that. It is animated, but I'm very yeah. excited because it's a lot of stories that I... I think, it's, are... I think it's six animated shorts, and I think they're all dropping at once. And they're different stories, but one of them is Count Dooku um, when he was a Jedi with his apprentice, Qui-Gon. Yeah. Um, so I think that'll be really, really, really cool. So another that we've we've talked about, we've mentioned briefly, is Michael Keaton reprising his role as Batman, which I was excited when I first heard this news, uh, but it just seems to be fraught with difficulties. He, he was cast in three films. He was cast in The Flash. We've already talked about that. We don't talk about Ezra, no, no. <laughs> right, if there's any musicians that are listening to this podcast right now, 
we need you to make that <laughs> to make a we don't talk about Bruno in the style of Ezra Miller. Um, and please, please send that to notnpod at gmail.com. I'm, I'm going to sample that bit of the pod and use it as my new ringtone. <laughs> you just in public. Imagine if you ran into Ezra Miller in public. And if I was with you when you did that, I would just dial your phone so it went, we don't talk about Ezra, no, no, no. If I ran into Ezra Miller in public, I think I'd be the least of my worries. You'd literally run into them. No, you run, run, run as fast as you can, run in the opposite direction. No good can come from being close to Ezra Miller. Run, run as fast as you can. You can't catch me. I'm Ezra Miller. Um, wait a minute. Where, where was I? The Flash. <laughs> he was cast in The Flash. He was cast in Batgirl. Obviously, that's gone tits up. I was excited for that. I know. I would love to see that. Um, apparently, it has. You know, they gave it some. They gave it some. They called them like funeral screenings. They gave it some screenings so that people involved in the film could see the almost finished product. And then it's been wiped from the servers. I would not be surprised if someone somewhere has taken a copy. There must be a bootleg of that, and it's gonna it's gonna come out in thirty years' time, and we will review it on episode three thousand and seventy three of News of the Nerd. Why did you pick three thousand and seventy three? Why not? Okay. <laughs> Because I didn't have time to count. Random if we do one, to pluck. if we do one episode a week, for, yeah, I didn't have time to do the maths in my head. Um, the third thing that he was cast in was Aquaman two, but then apparently they had some because it'd I, be one thousand five hundred and sixty. Okay, because Aquaman two was meant to come out after the Flash, and so in the Flash they. You know that Batman changes from Ben Affleck into Michael Keaton, but now Aquaman two they moved it so it's coming out after the Flash. Yeah, and apparently they had test screenings. The audience was confused as to why Michael Keaton was suddenly Batman, and so they've scrapped all the Michael Keaton scenes and re-recorded them with Ben Affleck. <laughs> so, of Michael Keaton's free. Confirmed performances in the DC Extended Universe, all three of them have been tainted or cancelled or whatever. So yeah, there's a bit of a, a bit of a downer on that one now. Do we talk about Hocus Pocus? That's a, a role reprise. I mean, I guess so. Yeah, have you watched it yet? <laughs> No, I haven't. Do you know what I'm doing? No. I'm wait. I'm waiting until closer to Halloween. Same, same. I feel like they've released it a bit too early. Yeah. Uh, oh, same with Werewolf by Night. We'll uh, we'll cover both of those closer to Halloween. We'll do a, a Halloween special, a spooky special. Ooh. We just can't do it on Halloween because if the door keeps going every time. We want to record it in advance and probably release it a few days before Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. We already spoke about this last week, um, but we've got Keanu Reeves coming back as Constantine. Constantine. Well, you know what? <laughs> I did I did make a point on the last episode of saying Constantine, um, but then I was thinking, in that film, I'm sure he says Constantine. So 
Yeah, whatever, whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter, does it? Whatever. He's coming you want. back as John Constantinople. I, in terms of who you would love to see reprise a role, I have. I think. Three. Well, I bet. I, I bet I can guess. All... I bet I can guess two of them. Okay, I've got three, but see if you can guess two of them. One is the most obvious one because you know Tony Stark. Yes, Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark is probably my second hopeful to come back. Like I don't think I don't think that would make me ex- as excited. Like th- this Wolverine news has pumped me for for Deadpool three, and I think it's because it was so unexpected. Um, yeah. If if they announced next week, Robert Downey Jr. is reprising his role as Tony Stark for Secret Wars. I don't think that would get me pumped for Secret Wars because I wouldn't be shocked. Really? When he said he's done with it, he's done all he can with it? No, because sooner or later it is inevitable. Even just for a cameo? Robert Downey Jr. will be Tony Stark again. Like, Yeah, even if it is just a cameo. Because Disney will just keep adding zeros to the end of his check until he says yes. It's like, okay, okay. Seven thousand seven hundred and forty-six billion, and he's like, mm, "Go on, man." I mean, the other okay. one—the other one's got to be Chris Evans. It's not. It's not. Nope. Okay. But you're—you're uh, you're talking MCU. Yep. Someone who's died in the MCU. Pre MCU coming back into. In... Oh, okay. Wesley Snipes. It's Marvel. Wesley no. Snipes as Blade. No. I can't picture this character as anyone else. But that might be because how I used to watch it all the time when I was younger. Um, Howard the Duck. No. We've already got a Howard the Duck in the MCU, haven't we? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this. Uh, oh, Nicolas Cage as Ghost Rider in Secret Wars. That's not a guess, but that's something I want to see. No, but I do want to see that, actually. I think that might actually beat the third one. The third one that you... Is, 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 it, is it a Fantastic Four member? It is. But it's not Chris Evans? Nope. Who Who is it then? Jessica Alba as Sue Storm. Okay, yeah, I mean... I would love to see Jessica Alba come back as Sue Storm. I feel like her Sue Storm was perfect. I don't know. Her Sue Storm did just feel like, like an object of desire rather than a a fully formed human being. <laughs> Fucking hell. You know what I mean? No, like she, yeah, I know she what, wasn't I know what... she wasn't she didn't seem like a fully formed character. She seemed like she was she was there to be the hot one. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. I just I really liked her character. I liked Jessica Alba. If they were going to bring her back You'd I, more substance I, to her character. Yes. I I think that's a fair thing to say after after that movie because it was it was it was in a different time and I feel like back then a lot of movies did just have someone there to be the hot one. Yeah. Um, but no, I would love to see her character. My third one. Now you've said Nicholas Cage's Ghost Rider. He's now the third one. But my third one was going to be Vision. Again, Vision is is inevitable that 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 Vision will be back. Um, Paul Bettany is Vision. What what White Vision character? White Vision is still out there somewhere. Yeah, they've got. They can't just. They can't just leave that. No, and you know. And Marvel don't do that either. They don't just let a character out into the world and forget about them. That setup is there for a reason. Yeah. 
if they didn't want to do out with him, they would have literally just like deactivated him or something. Yeah. Okay, so what's your top three? Apart from Nicolas Cage there, because you've put that one there. Um, but that would be great. And I feel like in just in terms of Nicolas Cage as Ghost Rider, um, the only person that I could see as Ghost Rider is Norman Reedus. Oh, that'd be cool. What well, I'd like to see, um, I'd like to see, uh, you know, in the first Ghost Rider film, there's like the old man cowboy Ghost Rider that goes on one last ride with him. I'd, yeah. I'd like to see Nicolas Cage do that to pass over the mantle to... To Norman Reedus. A new Ghost Rider, and Norman Reedus would be a, a good shout, yeah. I feel like that's a good a, a good fan pick from me. Um, but, and I think that'd be a great idea, uh, Nicolas Cage passing it off. But I love the older guy, and I can never remember his name, but the only thing I can always... Because he's now in Family Guy as uh, Mayor West. What, the recast Mayor West? No, it's Mayor West's brother. Oh, okay. I've not watched Family Guy for years. It's Mayor West's brother, and he's like a cowboy. Okay. Because he's got he's got that voice. But there's all there's some videos, and I think it's in Disjointed as well. He does the voiceovers for that in some of the adverts. If you've ever watched Disjointed, no. um, that is great. It's a great show. Um, but I love his voice, and I can't remember what his name is. Yeah, I'll, I know what you mean. But I think it'd be cool if uh, Nicolas Cage did don the older Ghost Rider and give it to Norman Reedus. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like that. I'd watch that. And but and I guess they could do a multiverse thing to keep it as Johnny Blaze. Like Johnny. I Blaze mean, they, they could, but there's no there's no real necessity for it to be Johnny Blaze. There's been a lot of Ghost Riders in the comics. Yeah. But in Family Guy, um, he's Mayor West, but his name is Wild West, not Adam West. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, who would you like to see reprise roles? I feel like from Marvel, we've discussed most of them. Most of the like, I think the exciting ones are always like this. This character that that was in a Marvel film before the MCU, or that was in a Marvel film that was owned by a different studio such as Fox or Sony is going to be in is going to be in an MCU film that's that's the exciting stuff so the other ones that we've got would be uh, Wesley Snipes as Blade which i think again it's a possibility for a cameo yeah. in Secret Wars there's a lot of X-Men we've Even had in Blade it's a possibility for a cameo yeah i suppose so but i'd i i wouldn't muddy the waters with Blade i, I think i'd save that for Secret Wars, for a multiverse yeah. thing. So there's a lot of other, there's a lot of X Men. Um, we've already had Patrick Stewart back. We're getting Hugh Jackman back. Um, Ian McKellen as Magneto would be cool to see again. Yeah, Ian McKellen as Gandalf would be cool as well. In the MCU. Yeah, just get Gandalf in the MCU. <sighs> Who else? I think it would be fucking hilarious. If uh, Ben Affleck came back as a daredevil. As a scroll. <laughs> yeah, a daredevil scroll. <laughs> a multiversal daredevil scroll. 
Um, although, again, like I just I can't think of anything that would be as big of a news as big of a news story as Wolverine coming back for Deadpool. I, what about? I guess Iron, Iron Man coming back would be a big news story. But what about Ryan Reynolds coming back as Green Lantern in a, in a movie that ev- makes everyone happy, even though I still like the movie? I don't think he'd do Green Lantern. I'm again, never, you know? I'm never, I'm never going to shut up about how Green Lantern is not as bad as a movie as everyone makes out. I mean, so I, I tell you, like, who else is reprising their role soon? Is uh, Tim Blake Nelson from The Incredible Hulk is going to be in um, Captain America: New World Order? So there's there must be a lot of a lot of villains that we've not thought of who would be big news to come back. I mean, Alfred Molina, again, everyone everyone came back. Like, we weren't thinking of villains, really, were we, when we were talking about No, no Way Home? So many villains no. came back for that. So what other villains have we had? Uh, I guess we've mentioned Magneto. Um, unfortunately, Michael Clark Duncan can't come back because he was he was a great kingpin. Yeah. In Daredevil. So that that would have been great to have a multiversal kingpin. And uh, he was just a, a great actor in, in general. Uh, I love the uh, the Green Mile. A bit of a tangent for you. Yeah. But you've talked about Doctor Doom a little bit. Yeah. Who do you want to see play Doctor Doom? Well, that's the thing. You know, I was thinking in if, if Doctor Doom is responsible for the war, I, I thought it would be interesting if he's orchestrated this war to uh, incapacitate or to weaken two of his biggest political rivals, Wakanda and Atlantis. Um, and I was thinking, you know, they could, they could even, with the look of Doctor Doom, they could give you a shot of him at the end of the film and not have even cast anyone yet. Yeah. What did you think to Julian McMahon's Doctor Doom in, in the original Fantastic Four? I think I thought I thought he played it well. I I I, he, I didn't think it was great. I feel like the way he pl- played it, it's we've not really got much else to base on. Like with Spider Man, we've got Tobey Maguire, we've got Andrew Garfield um, to judge the Spider Man on. But with this, we haven't really got much because we've we've got his, and then we've got. Toby Kebbles, which weren't great, and I think that just that was not Doctor Doom in the latest Fantastic Four. That Fantastic Four movie just did, did wasn't right. No. So you, it, I'll tell you who I'd like to see come back. Not a hero or a villain. I'm thinking now obscure side characters who I don't think have been done justice, and I would like to see get a second crack at the whip. Agent Coulson. Agent Coulson's been been done to death. Ha! <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, Rest in peace. So I did I did read and I never know how how true these things are because they're never officially uh, released. But I was reading that you know there was a a rights issue with the Incredible Hulk with Universal. Um, yeah. So Marvel can't make a Hulk film without Universal's involvement. Um, I heard that 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 agreement is almost up, or is up, and that Marvel could now start planning a Hulk film if they wanted to. 
Okay. So I would like to see a Hulk film and bring back Liv Tyler as Betty Ross. Okay. Because Be- okay, yeah. Betty Ross is a big part of the Hulk of the Hulk yeah. story and of of the Hulk comics. So I would love to get a Hulk film that And it's not been mentioned at all in the MCU. No, I would love to get a Hulk film that uh, that steers a bit more into the comics. We get Liv Tyler back and we also get Rick Jones. And and yeah, just get get a bit more of his supporting cast in there. Yeah. I'd get Rick Jones. I'd love to see some more Hulks. Like, now that we've got She-Hulk, I feel like it's opened the door for more Hulks to turn up. Red Hulk. I want Red Hulk. I want, what's his son called? Scar. It looks Scar. like, we, you know, we might be getting Scar. Um, I'd either, I'd like to see uh, A-Bomb turn up, who Rick Jones turns into the second abomination, calls himself A-Bomb. Uh, yeah. Betty Ross in the comics turns into Red She-Hulk. Um, these I'd, are... like to, I'd like to see Wong turn into Hulk. Uh, I'd like to see Wong turn into a Hulk scroll, a scroll, <laughs> a scroll. <laughs> <laughs> well, scrolls are green and Hulk's green, so maybe scrolls are Hulks. No, oh, we've blown this shit wide open. <laughs> <laughs> um, I. Because, you know, we, we didn't get enough people returning to roles in uh, No Way Home. I was kind of disappointed that we didn't get any Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. I would have loved just, just a little, just a tag at the end of the film. I would have loved to uh, to have just had a little snippet of them two together. Um, but yeah, actually thinking of, of, you know, Spider-Man love interests. The, yeah. This is my answer. So, so the question we have posed ourselves is what would get us as excited as Wolverine returning to Deadpool? My answer is Emma Stone reprising the role of Gwen Stacy, but make it a multiverse film, make her Spider-Gwen. Oh. That's my answer. What an answer. That is an incredible answer. I think, I think mine, my, you've literally come up with mine. I think I'd have to say Nicolas Cage passing the reins to Norman Reedus. Yeah. I think that had just Nicolas Cage back as old Ghost Rider. Uh, uh, as Ghost Rider, you'd prefer that to to Emma Stone Spider Gwen if you had to pick. I I love Ghost Rider. Okay. Have you seen Ghost Rider two? It's... it's it's not it's not great. <laughs> Ghost Rider One though is incredible. I love it. You know what? I it's a great film. I love Nicolas Cage's performance in that. There is some some proper crazy Nicolas Cage acting in. Can you tell and, me and a great. film Nicolas Cage has been in that you don't like? That's yeah. like yeah. There, there are plenty of Nicolas Cage films I don't like. But I always appreciate Nicolas Cage's performance in them. Like, no matter how bad the film is, he is always doing something interesting. I, about... I haven't seen the unbearable weight of massive talent yet, and I really want to. No, I haven't. Like the Wicker Man. Is, is, what's the opposite of superior? Superior. Inferior. Inferior. 
I only had one. <laughs> the Wicker Man with Nicolas Cage is superior <laughs> to superior to the original in any way. It is can in- we can, can we not sully my gamer tag like this? <laughs> the the Wicker superior Ma- trick on anything, by the way. The Wicker Man with Nicolas Cage is inferior to the original in every way, but Nicolas Cage Nicolas Cage is still brilliant in it. Like he he is he is nothing if not interesting to watch. That is what I like about Green Lantern. The oh my god! Shit. The film is shit, but Ryan Reynolds can't do no wrong, apart from old Deadpool. Yeah, I mean he was he was as as annoyed about that as everyone else. Surely, I, as was as was proved by his like decade long crusade he to get went- Deadpool done right. He went from coming out of an elevator, swinging swords, cutting bullets like in proper Deadpool fashion, to having two dildos on his hands shooting lasers at his eyes. I loved the um, the callback to the swords in Deadpool Two <laughs> when he he tries to cut the bullets and he's just getting shot. That was a, yeah, a great little nod to. I loved it. Um, I don't know if this is a reprise or what. But I don't. I don't even know if he's still alive. Peter Fonda is he still alive? Peter Fonda. Yeah. No, he ain't. He died in 2019. But a character that I would love to see. And you were talking about villains, Mephisto. I would love to see Mephisto. You know who, uh, who I'd like to see as Mephisto? Steve Buscemi. Buscemi. Yeah, Steve Buscemi. <laughs> that one gun's gone to your head. It was it, it was superior, and then see Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi would play a great Mephisto. Oh yeah, Steve Buscemi. I would love to see as Mephisto. I think I think that's a great bit of fan casting right there. That would that would work so well. Um... But yeah, I would love to see that. Okay, shall we? Uh, shall we move on to our, our final segment? Our recommendations. Da, 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 da. This segment is the recommendations. There you go. Cheers. <laughs> and now with recommendations. So, uh, so you've been on holiday, so you've not won't have been watching watching much TV, or have you? Watched anything? Read anything? Have you? Uh, at last, last latest She-Hulk episode. Uh, as I said, I watched Pinocchio. What, what what have you been playing? What have I been playing? So I have been playing before I went away, and when I've come back, I have been playing. And it's I don't know if I mentioned this in a previous episode. I feel like don't, I don't may start have. talking about Doki Doki Literature Club. Oh no, we're not talking about Doki Doki. <laughs> We are not going into that. Um, so there is one thing I have been watching, and I've got through one episode. Okay? The Jeffrey Dahmer. Yes. Series. I've got through one episode because it is the most disturbing thing. It's so tense. You know what? We've watched uh, We've watched maybe three or four now. So after that first episode is definitely the tensest 
that, uh, that I've seen just, so far. It makes you feel wrong. And do you know what? The second episode started playing and I fell asleep. So I woke up to this horrible, like, obviously it's playing the sound. So you start dreaming about getting eaten. And it's like, like, do you know what? Do you know when you're playing something in the background yeah. and it influences your dreams? It will add that. I couldn't sleep. I was horrible. Um, it's great because it's really interesting. I like that sort of thing. But it's it's just tense and it's unnerving. Yeah. But I want to get through it because I, f- I think it is something that you sh- you need to watch because it it it's, it's it was a a big thing. Do you know? Yeah. What I mean? I'll I'll definitely be finishing it off. Something I've got really into uh with this latest season. I, so I think it's on its first season. I've watched the first two, but this third one I think is. Uh, it, it really seems to have got into its stride, and that is Star Trek Lower Decks. Okay, I remember you talking about this, saying that you do like it. I'm really enjoying Lower Decks. Um, and, you know, those who, for those who don't know, it's a animated comedy set in the Star Trek universe, and it's about the, uh, the, you know, the rest of the crew that you don't see, not the bridge crew, those that work in the Lower Decks. Um, and it's just... A really, it's it's been a really great story. The last episode I watched crossed over with Deep Space Nine, which was really fun. I I, I do have some questions as to where it fits in the Star Trek timeline, because you know, one minute we're on Deep Space Nine, and then the next we're talking about Captain Janeway. Uh, so I'm I'm never quite sure where where it's meant to fit in, but I get the impression you're not meant to think about it too much, and uh, you're not really meant to meant to care it's just a fun little light-hearted comedy well i i think you could watch and enjoy this without ever having seen star trek but for those who are star trek fans there's a lot of nods and references in there as well it's something i might watch just before i do go on to what i have been playing there is one thing and i'm going to briefly mention it because i know we want to do a full episode on it i did watch some episodes of rick and morty and the, the thing that I just want to mention too, because I know we were talking about giant sperm and incest babies last season, and that's all you can think of when you think of last season. What is it with the writers going into some sort of incest wave? So and you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So um, someone that I work with, who's also called Ben, is into incest. <laughs> Who listens to the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) We've got to keep that in. I'm sorry. We've got to keep that in. I know, Ben, I am speaking directly to you now. I know you're probably not into incest, but that joke was just there for me. So we we have discussed many times what is it with Dan Harmon and incest because, you know, there are multiple references in Rick and Morty and there is um, a, an, an incest-based episode of Community as well that Dan Harmon wrote. So, uh, yeah, we, we we are a bit worried for Dan Harmon, and I would be very worried if I was related to him. <laughs> it's just that episode, and I was like, I enjoyed that more than an incest baby, because it was... It was, it was... No, so, it's, yeah, there have been... So 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 which wait a minute which episode are you refer- have you seen the latest episode? No, right, no. Does that get even worse? So, yeah. Right, spoilers. It... The one I'm talking about is the two mums. 
He's managed to make two episodes about incest so far this series. Don't tell me it's more Ian Summer. Well, I'm, they've already done that, haven't they? It's their child. Naruto, big incest baby floating around oh, in space, yeah. is their child. Um, yeah, so go on, you're going to tell us what you've been playing. Yeah, so what I've been playing, I think I mentioned it in a previous episode, I can't really remember, but I've completed it. And I'm just going to go on to the next, the second one and try and give the second one a go, because I, I think I did talk about this, is Dragon Age Origins. Um, I've been playing through it, and I tried to take some of the different options to what I normally did, uh, like the different choices and things along the way. Some of them are just like, you can't. So I always start off as a mage, because I feel like in Origins, like playing as a warrior or a rogue, it's just... Like, it's not as entertaining. Okay. Having your main character as a mage just seems to be more entertaining. Um, and I think it gives you a lot more freedom into the direction to choose in which the way the skills can you can use them. Um, so I've been playing that and I've really enjoyed it. It's a, it's a great game. I've always enjoyed it and the amount of customization that you can do with it. I haven't played those games, but I would probably play as a rogue just because I love that stealthy shit. It's not... So, with a rogue, you don't tend to do much stealth. Oh, okay. Your rogue is more... So, you need you need a rogue in your party for chests. Yeah. A rogue's the only person that can learn to lockpick. Um, and then you've got the, the, like the fighting style, because as soon as you in vicinity of um, enemies, they kind of come and start attacking. So what's it? Is, it, is um, it like a Baldur's Gate? It is, yeah, and it uses D&D mechanics. Um, so like with persuasion checks and things like that. Okay. Um, and I think that's probably why I enjoy it, because I like D&D style games and the, the way they play. Um, but you can, So you can sneak into the shadows and go to the enemies first and get one good hit on them beforehand. But a lot of the fighting with rogues is like positioning them, like pausing, because obviously you can pause to like move and then resume. Is getting them behind enemies and you get backstab damage from rogues, yeah, um, and things like that. Um, warriors, it's obviously simple. Like so, with warriors and rogues, you've kind of got rogues always tend to dual wield. Um, you start off with like a, a longsword and a dagger, and then you can't. Once you level them up, they can use two full-length swords. Warriors, you kind of got you've got your sword and shield option, your dual wield option, or you've got your two-handed. So, great sword or like big axe. Do you know what I mean? Or you can use um, a hammer, like a big. Yeah. I don't know what you should call them. Uh, like a maul. Okay. Um, but no, the game. I love the game. It's great. Obviously, all choices impact. I did try and make a few different choices to what I would do, and the endings actually came out really well. What I am doing at the minute, I haven't started it yet, but I'm going to start uh, Dragon Age Inquisition again, and I'm going to try and give that... An... I've, I've played through it, but I'm going to try and give it another go to fully complete it. Okay, cool. Anything you've been playing? I've just been playing Final Fantasy X. What? The best Final Fantasy? The only one oh, worth yeah. playing. It's the only Final Fantasy I've ever really gotten into, and I've I've tried others, and I've just never I've never found them as enjoyable as ten. So I played it I, I played it years. Ago. So obviously, I played it originally when it was out on PS2, 
Um, never completed it. Oh, really? Could not get past uh, the the guy... Oh, I can't remember his name now. The the, the other summoner, the, the guy that summons oh, Anima. Oh, God. But yeah. if you get Anima as a summon... Yeah, yeah, well... I've... Oh, it's so good. So... I when it came out on the PS4, I bought the Final Fantasy X and X2 HD bundle um, and played through it, completed the game that time. Recently decided I was going to platinum it. It is a difficult platinum. So I I loaded up my save site my save file. It was from it was last saved in I think it was 2016. So I've loaded my save file back up and I've started playing again. So the most difficult trophy I have yet to get is... Well, there's one that is complete the entire sphere grid with a character and there's one that's complete it with all characters. Yeah, that's mad. I don't know if you remember the sphere grid, the size of the sphere grid. So it is every single node as well as all the empty blank nodes you've got to fill... So you've got to find spheres to put in, though. You've got to gr- spend time grinding a lot of enemies um, the, and the specific ones that you need to fill in. I didn't know you could in. grind up against enemies in fa- Final Fantasy X. Don't be gross. <laughs> you go to the monster arena, there's um, there's special, special enemies that you can only fight in the monster arena that are harder than the normal enemies that will drop the spheres that fill in the empty nodes that... So yeah, it it takes a lot of time, uh, but yeah, that's that's what I'm doing, and that's what I'm going to be playing for the foreseeable, really. The 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 fights that I always found really hard were the ones where do you know we go against another summoner. Yeah. They then. Well, so yesterday I decided I'd go and fight because there's there's dark versions of all the Aeons. Yeah. So yesterday I went to fight Dark Yojimbo. Um, managed to beat him. We got to beat him. I think it's four times in a row. What a worthless summon! You've got to pay him to fucking fight. Yeah, but the more you pay him, the less he costs. So the the more you use him, he becomes more loyal to you, and you can you can defeat the hardest enemies in the game in one move with him. He uses a move called Zanmato, which insta kills pretty much anything. Yeah, but the amount of money it takes to even get him is ridiculous. Yeah, I've got I've got a lot of money on there just from all the training up I've been doing. So yeah, I went to fight Yojimbo, um, and yeah, I found that as long as he didn't use Zanmato on me, I could defeat him pretty much every time. But he drops really good armor, so I've just been fighting him twice, saving it, going back to the beginning, fighting him twice, uh, just to try and uh, try and get get great armor for all my characters so yeah that's what i've been playing um watching i will again recommend because i know you won't have watched it yet because you've not mentioned it to me watch kunk on earth on bbc iplayer i've also watched uh, i've watched all ghosts on iplayer Uh, ghosts is great i love that i've not started that i really want i need to get into it because uh... yeah yeah watch it it's ob- it's horrible histories people, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's the same team that made horrible histories, and uh, yeah. If anyone's not watched Ghosts, then what are you doing? Watch Ghosts. And we've already spoke about Dharma. I started Dharma. We also started last night a uh, documentary. I can't remember what it was called. New documentary on Netflix that 
that looks at the GameStop stock fiasco uh, from a couple of years ago. And I remember watching this play out. Uh, I, I saw people posting about it a lot on Twitter over the space of maybe a week. I, I was following it before the price of the stock collapsed. Um, but yeah, I, like, I, I did see it. Like I was aware of this as it was happening and considered buying some stock but i think i uh i found out about this too late i i was way too late to make any any actual money on it but there are a lot of people on this documentary that made serious amounts of money buying and selling game stock game stop stock so yeah that's uh i would recommend watching that it's an interesting watch one thing i do want to put forward as an honorable mention is the new frozen planet is out yeah, David Attenborough's Frozen Planet. I told you this on the last episode. Did you? Yes. I watched the first episode. <laughs> it's great. I, I've not watched it yet. I'm still watching Wild Babies. <laughs> it's great. Lots little pups running around. Yeah. Little fatties running around. Okay. Uh, I think we're done. Do you want to? Uh, do you want to take us out? So thank you for listening. If you want to get in touch, you can email notnpod at gmail.com or message us on Twitter at News of the Nerd. You want to send us stories, questions, things you've been watching, things you've been playing, things you want us to talk about, feel free to do so. If you want to tell us who you think's a scroll. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to help us investigate this scroll conspiracy, they're, they're where you need to go to send your scroll investigations too we're investigating it for everyone um but yeah that's it for today and goodbye from me and goodbye from him <laughs> and goodbye from you yeah two ronnies <laughs> wait was that two ronnies was that more common wise no that was two ronnies wasn't it and on that bombshell <laughs> yeah that was more common wise <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you it's in the okay. next episode quick fade in the music fade in the music quick going quick. <laughs>